You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. For the first part of this episode, we chat to CEO of Freedom Scrubs, Ali Cadenas, about her social enterprise and the benefits her business has in the community. For the second part, we have a chat to Jake associated with Barwon Child Youth Family about the benefits of volunteering and what Jake has learnt from his experience. Um, so, Ali, uh, just to begin with, uh, for those listening who may not have heard much about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about uh, the organisation Freedom Scrubs? Yeah, so I founded my first business at the age of 11. It oh, was a wow. social media awesome. marketing business. Yeah. Um, I had big aspirations to be a performer and recognized that that wasn't the most financially sustainable um, job. And so I wanted to be able to financially support myself, and I started my first business. And then in October 2015, I visited a charity based in Kolkata, India, which is one of the most dangerous cities in the world for young girls because of human trafficking. Mm. And I visited the projects of a charity called the Hope Foundation, which is based in Kolkata. And among the many uh, programs that they have working with children that are rescued from trafficking, They've actually set up a hospital there that is designated to provide health care specifically to the people of the streets and slums that otherwise don't have any access to health care. And they had a major funding partner pull out where they were in need of of funding that worked out to be 87 cents a year per person. And I saw that as a really great opportunity to be able to give back and support a very incredible cause. Um, And it fulfilled a passion of mine for a very long time, which was to give back and to... Uh, improve the lives of young people that are in worse conditions than I was living. Uh, And then from there, early last year, I met the founder of a charity that's based in Australia called the Freedom Hub. And they are actually a cafe that supports a survivor school where they rehabilitate women that are rescued from human trafficking and modern-day slavery in Australia. Mm. And through their coffee supply chain, they actually support the rehabilitation of rescued child soldiers. And so... I saw a really great opportunity to do something that I was already doing for fun, which is making coffee scrubs, uh, and use that as a as a tool to be able to give back to three incredible organisations and to be making an impact in the world while also financially supporting myself. Um, so I guess just through the things that you saw um, in Kolkata uh, and the things that you heard of, you were really inspired and motivated to, to start up and found Freedom Scrubs. Um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, Ali, just wondering, I understand that there are three ties of Freedom Scrubs for giving back to social enterprises. Um, can you tell us about these three ties and how they support social initiatives? So, basically, through collaboration with a uh, with the Hope Foundation, which is based in Kolkata, for every body scrub that we sell, we help provide healthcare to five people living in poverty in India. Um, A lot of these are children that are actually rescued from human trafficking and slavery. While I was over there, 
I met a few incredible young girls that had been rescued and that were in their protection homes um, and that had used the, the services of the hospital because they definitely needed them. Um, and then through the Freedom Hub, uh, through their direct supply chain, they are supporting rehabilitation of rescued child soldiers. Um, and so we actually recycle those coffee grains that are used at the cafe and use them in the scrub. So it's also a sustainable product. Um, and then through raising awareness and giving our support to the Freedom Hub, we're able to help them do what they do as well. So, Ellie, what motivated um, Freedom Scrubs to support social enterprise initiatives? Um, so, uh, as I said before, I've always been very passionate about giving back and about making an impact on the world. Um, and I always wanted to find a way to do that. And I was introduced to the idea of a social enterprise at a very young age, though I didn't realize that's what it was at the time. Um, but I was actually working with uh, an organization that was helping to provide things of, of necessity to people living in poverty on an island called Kiribati, which is in Micronesia. Um, and their island was sinking and they needed basic, um, basic supplies to live. Uh, and so that was kind of the first taste that I got of the idea of social enterprise. And then from there, I, as I started my journey in business, it was always something that I was very, very conscious of and something that I was very passionate about doing. And so I found a, a perfect kind of fit of, of how I could do that. Um, and now I've been opened up to an incredible organizations like B1G1, which are making social enterprise so much more accessible to everyone, which I think is really awesome uh, because we can start to see a lot more young people coming up with social enterprise ideas and, and making an impact in the world as global thought leaders. And for you, is there a personal connection when it comes to helping um, the less fortunate? Yeah, so um, my mum, when she was my age, she was actually living in the streets. And I only learnt that story a couple of years ago, but I had always kind of had a connection to wanting to help people that were less fortunate than me, specifically young people, because I was always very grateful of the fact that I was born into a society where I had a roof over my head. And I had the opportunity to get an education. And I was always very conscious of the fact that I was very lucky that I was born in Australia and not born in India or in another country where things like trafficking and things like slavery um, and more war-torn areas where the children aren't as fortunate to, mm. to have that. Yeah. And so it very much was something that motivated me throughout my journey and now learning about my mum's story, it makes me even more motivated about just how many young people are living on the streets and are experiencing homelessness in Australia and it goes right under our noses and we don't even realise. Um, so, Ali, I'm also aware that you, um, as I mentioned before, you participated in the CEO Sleepout um, at the G early this year. Um, so mm -hmm. tell us about your experience. What, what was that like for you? Uh, it was a very, very interesting experience. I loved it, but it was definitely quite confronting, which I definitely expected. Mm. Um, it was quite surreal because I think all the CEOs kind of had this, this realisation and understanding that although we were definitely uncomfortable sleeping on the cold ground, um, in, you know, on one of the coldest days in winter, 
we had this realization that we were lucky that we were in a safe environment where mm. we were surrounded by um, where we were surrounded by people that were looking out for us and that had our best interests at heart, and we were within the confines of the Sydney cricket ground. Whereas the the people living that are homeless every day, specifically um, from my point of view, the young people that are homeless that are couch surfing and sleeping rough, um, they don't have that sense of security. Mm. And I think that. That kind of idea and that message really rang true to a lot of a lot of the CEOs, including myself, which mm. in a way made it more empowering because what we were doing was going back towards helping that and we could see just how much of an impact the services that Vinny's actually put, um, that Vinny's are, are giving to the society, uh, just how much of an impact they're having and how much they're desperately needed. Yeah. Um, so I guess your experience in sleeping out at the G just reminded you, reminded you not only is it really cold to be uh, homeless and uncomfortable and a struggle to keep warm, but it's also often unsafe to live out on the street. Um, so would you say that the experience you had just reminded you of that, that harsh reality that, that a lot of Australians, I guess, live and have to deal with every night? Yeah, it really did. We heard from a couple of, of people that had... Um, experienced homelessness and that had um, were in the process of rehabilitation or had been rehabilitated because of the services of Vinny. Um, and I think that really put into perspective just how fortunate we are and just how much of an insecurity there is for these people that they don't have a home to go to at the end of the night and they don't have a warm car to hop into to go to work the next morning. Whereas we, you know, we slept out for one night, but then we could go back to our normal lives and mm. and have that sense of security. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was definitely a big wake-up call to a lot of people. Um, and Ellie, I'm just aware that there might be some people who listen to this podcast and they want to do something to help others. Um, it could be that they want to start their own social initiative or even their own company, such as what you've done um, with Freedom Scrubs. Um, what, I guess, uh, advice or what encouragement would you give to those people who want to to do something to make a difference in, in, in this world? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think this is going to sound a little cliche, but it's definitely one of the things that I say to every young person that I meet is that if you have... This, this calling and this sense that I had that that you had the opportunity to do something great in the world, whether that was through business or through charity or through social enterprise, really just to go for it because in, in today's society with the technological advances and with the internet, there is so much more opportunity and so much more potential for change. There are some incredible... Um, incredible platforms like B1G1 which make getting back in social enterprise really accessible to the to the everyday person. Um, basically, you can go on there and choose giving stories, and I'm actually um, the ambassador for B1B1, and so one of the ambassadors, sorry. Um, and so if if anyone that's listening wants to sign up and use their, um, use their platform, you can use giving 063, which actually is a code that will create more giving and more impact just by you signing up. Um, it's a very incredible platform that allows 
uh, so many people to have access to making a difference in the world that isn't just a financial and monetary transaction, but it's actually um, quantifying and identifying what that, that impact is. Um, and there are some incredible, incredible opportunities now for young people to find new ways to give back and to, to make an impact. Um, and Ali, just wondering, for those who are interested in finding out more about Freedom Scrubs or they want to help out um, with your with your organisation, uh, where, where can they go to find out more? Um, so you can head to our website, which is www.freedomscrub.com, um, or you can follow us on our social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, which is just Freedom Scrubs. Yeah. Um, so, Ali, thank you so much on behalf of Youth and Loud for, for joining us on the show. Um, we think that you're an absolute inspiration to young people and you're someone who's really made the most of the opportunities that you've had in life living in Australia um, to benefit other people and to reach out and help those who are less fortunate. Um, and I think that, yeah, you're just really such a, a fantastic example to other people. So, um. Yeah, you're doing a great job, Ali, so keep up the good work and, and all the best with um with everything else to, to come. That was Ali Cadenus talking with the Youth and Loud team about her business, Freedom Scrubs, and the benefits it has in the lives of the community, such as how it supports young girls caught in human trafficking in countries like India. Now we have a chat with Jake from a community service organisation from Geelong called Barwon Child Youth Family, who shares his experience with us about helping out in the community and the benefits that has in the lives of other people. All right, so welcome to the show, um, Jake. Thank you so much for coming in today to Youth and Loud. Um, so just to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what your life looks like at the moment? Certainly. So at the moment, I am 17, 18 in December, which is pretty exciting. I am currently studying Year 12 at a local, at a government school down in Geelong. Cool. And completing my BCE and looking forward to hopefully going on to university next year. Nice, yeah. And uh, what, are, what are you thinking of studying next year at uni, Jake? Uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'm looking at hopefully pursuing international relations and languages. Cool, that sounds quite fascinating. Awesome. Um, and what's your favourite subject at school? Um, I don't really have, like, a favourite. I've got, I like a couple of my subjects. I do enjoy history and Italian and also English because I like to write as well and I like to speak and see how language works. So I'm fascinated by languages, so I enjoy those subjects. Nice, yeah. I think that writing is a talent that I haven't quite possessed yet. But, um, yeah, if you're good at it and that's, um, that's what you like to do, that's, that's awesome. Um, so, Jake, we're here today and you'd like to have a bit of a chat about uh, community um, work and, I guess, different ways people can volunteer in the community. Um, so what, what would you like to talk about today with that? Um, mainly just sort of the different avenues that volunteering can take in the community. It's not all one size fits all. There's a lot of different ways that people can get involved and bring their own different skills and talents to the role that they wish to do. Um, so what, what are some of those ways which people can volunteer and, and get involved? Yep. So I've been volu- I started volunteering about two years ago, I think, and that was after my pa, who was a community servant, and he did all the Rotary um, and all those sort of organisations passed away. 
And so after that, I was like, I want to continue his mantle. And so I looked at how I could get involved in my local community of Geelong. And so I started off by going to my school and saying, how can I help out around the school? And so because my one of my schools is debating and public speaking, cool. I started running lunchtime debating and public speaking workshops for Year 7 students. And then I started doing um, like tutoring for younger students in English and Humanities mm-hmm. and Italian because those are my sort of good subjects. Can't do maths to save my life or science. Mm. But um, I decided that that's a really... I decided that's what I wanted to start because my skills were in those and I like sharing my knowledge with other people. Um, after that, I started speaking to my teachers about what else I could do outside of school and I got put in touch with my local council and other community organisations like Bowen Child Youth and Family. Cool. And we started working from there. Yep. Um, so, Jake, just for those who are listening who might not be aware um, of what uh, the Barn Child Youth and Family is, can you tell us a bit about that? Certainly. So basically, Bowen Child Youth and Family is like an independent non-profit organisation that works in the community sector. Yeah, and what, um, I guess, what's, well, what's been some of the highlights in your experiences? You have stepped out and volunteered in a number of different areas. Yeah. Are there any moments which have been, I guess, highlight moments for you? Or moments where you've been like, yes, this is what it's about, this is good. Um, and can you share uh, with us uh, one or two of those moments? Yeah. So definitely. I'm a part of a youth group called GEM, which is a Green Effect movement, which is run by my local council. Yep. And basically, I'm one of the leaders of that group. And basically, we discovered there's around 10 young people, and we basically gather around and we talk about issues affecting the environment and particular cool. local community. Yep. And for the last two years, we have run a school summit looking at sustainability and leadership, where we've had around 20 different schools in our region come along and learn about um, sustainability and how they can be better leaders in their schools and in the local community in driving sustainability and being good to the environment. And recently we had over 200 students come along. Wow, that's really cool. And that was a wow moment because we didn't expect it to be that popular. And sort of just seeing um, 200 students from like 12 different schools, both primary and secondary, all together in the one room, so keen and passionate about this particular issue was it was mind-blowing. I was like, wow, we're actually making a difference. Mm. And the feedback that we got from the day was overwhelmingly positive, which yep. was really good. Mm. And uh, I know students from my school went along, and I can see firsthand that they're implementing these practices at my school. Yeah. And another like highlight, I would say, was I'm a part of the Engage Project, which is run by Bio Child Youth and Family, and, that's, and also GeForce and Give Where You Live. And basically that program um, gets young people together and we work in philanthropy, so we do like a grant sort of process. And last year the issue was youth homelessness Hmm. and we got to give out grants based on the issue of improving youth homelessness in our region. And earlier this year we got to see the culmination of one of those projects, which was a live performance of um, music and songs. Sorry, explaining the um, how youth homelessness is not one-dimensional and there's many different aspects and we got to hear different people's perspectives on their experience through song and music which was really sort of mind-blowing and I I cried a little bit like it was just really um intense and it sort of opened my mind that it's not a one-dimensional issue there's many different facets which can um, make someone homeless or at risk of being homeless. That's awesome. And what um what kind of responses I guess have you received from other people in the different ways that you've been volunteering? 
Um, what's been some of the feedback and responses that you've gotten from, from, from others? Um, so when I started volunteering, a lot of my friends were like, why? Why do you want to volunteer? <laughs> what's the point? Aren't you busy enough? Mm. And I found that's pretty common around young people. They kind of don't see why it's important. And for that, to them, I said, why don't you come along and see? Because yeah. they were sort of, they didn't, then I took them along to one of my meetings and we had sort of five out of the six sign up and say, okay, I want to do this. And so a lot of people, uh, especially young people, don't really see the point in volunteering. Hmm. But then by exposing yourself and actually seeking opportunity, a lot of the people, a lot of my friends were like, okay, this is actually a really rewarding experience and you hmm. learn a lot of new skills and meet new friends. Do you think that that might be a problem, I guess, that we have in the Western world, that it's uh, a lot harder to give and a lot harder to do something purely for the benefit of others, even when we don't get anything out of it? Um, so for volunteering, you don't get paid and it's, um, you know, it's being a positive influence to other people, but you're not doing, doing it from what I can hear for yourself. It's really to help other people. Um, do you think that there's, I guess, a dilemma in the Western world where there's a lot of focus on, on looking after ourselves, but not as much focus on reaching out and helping other people? Uh, definitely. Um, it's actually interesting that you mentioned that because we're studying something similar at school at the moment. <laughs> Um, and sort of in the Western world, there's a lot of a sort of concept about individualism, mm. and everyone's sort of I mean it for myself. Yeah, yeah. And in different places around the world, there's sort of like that collectivism where everyone's sort of in it together. Yeah. And so I find it really interesting that, um, especially for young people, it can be seen as a barrier of volunteering, as because you've been sort of I don't want to say groomed, but it's kind of the way that society is that you sort of got to look after yourself first. And so I think that it's. An interesting time because I know in my local areas a lot more young people who are being exposed to different issues like youth homelessness and drug and alcohol and mm. through volunteering they're finding ways they can help other people and so I really think the way to fix that issue is by actually getting involved and sort of not having preconceived notions. And I think um, there is a unique, I guess, experience and a u unique satisfaction when we do reach out and do something for the benefit of others, even though we know we're not getting anything in return. There's something quite um, unique about that. Do you think that one way of fighting against that, that, that tide and fighting against, fighting against that culture of focusing so much on ourselves as people um, would be to step out and to do some volunteer work and do something merely for the, the benefit of others and not for self. Yeah, it did. Um, so um, I definitely agree with that statement. And um, that's something that I've tried to promote in my local area and also at my school. Mm, good on and you. And so if there's any other like, young volunteers listening, um, what I would recommend is rally your schools really hard mm. and try and get some community um, partnerships. So I know at my school we have a specific class in for year 10 students where you can... It's basically um, four sessions a week of volunteering or helping really that's very interesting cool the local animal the animal welfare shelter yep and we do a fundraising drive for them um there's also helping out at the local neighborhood house can, can i just ask um did that come about i guess through you guys um recommending that to the school or did the school already put that in place um, um i think it was a bit of like the school's looking for the way our school sort of structured i want to go into my school's admin yeah that, that's okay there's there was a certain group groupings in our blockings where there was sort of a free subject and other subjects were like zoology or they were kind of like niche subjects mm -hmm. and a group of students got together and sort of recommended why don't we do a community involvement program 
and the school was like, yeah, it's a great idea. And so I think that's a good example of how students can actually work with um, their schools and also try and push for change without, and actually it shows that it can be beneficial and actually get stuff done. So with regards to volunteering, where would you like to see that head for you in the future? Like, yeah. would, you like, would you like to turn it into a job or a hobby or...? That's a really good question. So um, I haven't thought too much about it. At the moment, I'm kind of just like, I do a lot of volunteering. So I volunteer for four different organisations, I think. And so a lot of my time is spent like studying and then doing school stuff and also working and then volunteering. So at the moment, I do volunteering as a way in year 12 to sort of remove myself from the studies and like relieve myself of like some of the studies and some of the stresses of studies in year 12. Yep. So but, for um, you, it's a bit of a time out and a bit yeah. of a break from that study? Yeah, it's like, um, kind of like playing a sport. Like, mm. it's a bit of a way to step back and recharge batteries. Yeah. Um, but in the future, I definitely want to keep volunteering. Um, definitely. And hopefully at university, there'll be different avenues which I can do that. Um, and yeah, I think I want to continue to work with the organisations that I do work with because mm. I think they do a really good job and I'm happy with my position and what I do there. But I think that it's important to look in the future to also look at what new opportunities can be presented to you and to take those by the hand and just really run with them and see what it can lead you. I was just going to say, within your volunteering, is have you had any moments so far that really stick out to you where you go, I'll always remember that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so as a part of the Engage program, I remember it was our very first meeting. So in our second year this year, but our very first meeting last year, um, we were just getting to know each other. And where I come from in Geelong is sort of like, it's a big area, not as big as Melbourne, but it's a big area. It is big. Of, the yeah. city of Geelong is still a big place, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, there's sort of different, so I'm sort of on one side and it's sort of very like white and sort of Anglo-Saxon and quite a privileged sure. area. Yep. And so we had our first sort of meeting and we had just the diversity and the range of different people at the meeting was, I was mm. like, wow. And I got to meet some really cool people awesome. and that I'm still good friends with. Yep. And so I think that kind of opened my eyes that the world is not like it, diversity is cool and kind of like got mm. to meet a lot of um, really cool people like refugees from these really cool places that spoke like three or four languages like that blew my mind mm. and I think just meeting new people and also sharing those experiences with them was probably my most favorite part about it was meeting some really cool new friends and just hearing their stories yeah. and building a relationship yeah, and there's something mm. I think quite especially if we give people the time just to share their story and just listen to, you know, the experiences they've had. And also, like, extending from that, how they apply their, how they apply their own personal experience to the problem at hand. Yeah. And seeing different perspectives and different sort of um, ways that people can work together based on how they were raised. Yeah. So I think last night we had a meeting and we had a pretty intense debate about what we wanted to... <laughs> Um, where we wanted to take the next aspect of the program. And I th that was probably my highlight, was just having the debates and discussion. Like, it was all lighthearted mm. and good fun. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. sort of just being able to, like, express your opinion and also, like, mm. defend your opinion and also, like, yeah. see different people's opinions and sort of take that into consideration. I think it's just cool exposing yourself to these different ideas and, like, ways of thinking. 
I think that's a great thing that, you know, different people can come together with from different cultures and contribute to a discussion and do that, as you mentioned, in a lighthearted yeah. way. So, and there's a lot we can learn from each other. Um, and I think in this world, that's what we're actually lacking. Like you look at, you know, controversial issues on Facebook and the people that comment and just start, you know, meaning, meaningless arguments that, you know, just don't need to be had because at the end of the day, you've sometimes you're just going to go, look, I'm not going to agree with you. You're not going to agree with me. This is pointless, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And some people just don't learn that and it's very unfortunate. Yeah, and definitely that's something that when I first started volunteering, I didn't think would come from volunteering like I thought when I initially started volunteering I was like okay I'm gonna help out some people and it's gonna make me feel good and I'm gonna give back to my community and I think when I first started I didn't expect to make new friends I didn't expect it would be such a community-based thing and so I was really pleasantly surprised when I actually started and I got to meet these amazing new people make amazing new friends and share their positive experiences together with them. You're listening to Youth and Loud a lot of the perception about this generation has been, you know, that this generation is very, very, I suppose, you've probably heard it, self-entitled and all of that. Um, what, what, sorry, I'll rephrase that, Peter. What has the response been um, for people that have, you know, come along and, you know, started volunteering? Do you, do you often now get surprised at, you know, people that you never thought would take to it have really, you know, taken to volunteering and gone, you know what, I really enjoy this? Um, to an extent, but also in regards to that question, as a fully engaged group, it's we our sort of program is based on finding like creating a grant and then finding a specific issue that we choose and working with different organizations to say if you want to give them a grant or not. And because it's it's all run by young people. And mm. so that's kind of flipped the model on its head. Yep. And so we had to conduct um we had to make the application, um, vet like different clients who applied for it and we conducted interviews and then we had to present to the board and say these are recommendations will you support them and I think what was really interesting about that process was when we had to interview the um, organizations that were applying for the grant and they were sort of um, either executives or um, had pretty high up positions in the organizations being interviewed by young people Hmm. and so I think that kind of flipped the model on its head and it showed that young people can be valued yeah. And it was sort of, it was kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but it was really like empowering, I think. Yeah. Because, and I think yeah. um, if I can just jump in with a comment um, there, Jake, I think it's just so important that the voice of young people is valued yeah, and that um, society and organizations and anybody from any culture understands that what young people have to say is, is valid and is really important. And their experience um, is also really significant, um, regardless of uh, what background they have or what their experience or views are. Um, it's still important that, as you're saying, we, we take the time to listen to what young people think. Yeah, um, So, yeah, it's a good point. And sort of um, continuing on with that, um, recent, I've been on the primary health network the phn um community council okay for about the last year and that was i was nominated for that as the first ever youth representative awesome and so that's congratulations in the barwon south barwon western vic region i think and that that's a community council that's like a government thing and it's sort of barriers to accessing primary care and through my volunteering i was nominated by that from barwon child youth and family and then as a part of the community council, um, it's my role to sort of promote and sort of 
keep the, I don't want to say like the senior people in check in regards to issues faced by young people. And so I, I found initially a lot of discussions were sort of very um, excluding, like not excluding, but um, sort of weren't aware of what the issues faced by young people were. Mm. And so I think by being involved in presenting, representing young people, it's been a really positive experience as I've learned a lot about like different facets of health, but also they've learned a lot from me mm. and sort of representing young people and they've learned a lot about the barriers that young people can face. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of the um, older generation tend to forget that um, that, you, that youth have a voice and that they have issues and concerns that, you know, matter to them? Um, to an extent, yeah. But I also think that we're becoming a lot better, oh, like the organisations. When and you stuff. say we, do you mean society is becoming a lot better? Society, or? Yep. yeah. Okay. So I think um, a couple of years ago, if a young person started to speak out, they'd kind of be like, sit down, your opinion's not really valid. Mm. But I think society in general and a lot of organisations are starting to really embrace young people's opinions. Mm. But I still do think there's a lot that needs to be done and it's not we're not at a utopia yet. But I think that it's a positive first sort of steps and they're baby steps, but I think it's a really good start. And I think that hopefully in future that young people's voices and opinions will start to be heard more. So I guess you think that um, Australia as a society is definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Jake, I just wanted to ask you, you mentioned before that part of your inspiration and part of the reason behind why you started volunteering in a number of different ways um, was influenced um, by your uncle, did you say? Uh, My granddad. Your granddad, sorry. Um, Just wondering, can you unpack... Uh, unpack that a little bit more with us um what was what kind of i guess influence did he have on your life and what was it like for you growing up um with your granddad in that position in the community how how did that impact you yeah so um when i was like younger i didn't really realize uh, what he was doing like um at rotary like every weekend he was down at local aldi doing sausage sizzles and sort of raising money for different organizations And I used to go and help out. So I'd help sell the snags or do a raffle. And I was sort of exposed to that growing up. So every second weekend, I'd go down with my nana and grandpa. So that was, I guess, modelled modelled to you. Yeah. And then sort of as I became older, I kind of realised the impact that that was having on the local community, but also international communities. Mm. Um, He went to Tonga, I think it was. And as an electrician, helped set up a school over there and volunteered his time helping... Um, communities over there. And where, that's where, a, where's Tonga? Uh, sorry? Tonga, um, it's an island nation in the Pacific. Right, okay. Yeah. Excuse my ignorance. So I just wasn't quite yeah. sure. So it's, I think it's near Fiji, like Fiji sort of area. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. And um, it was either Tonga or Samoa, similar area. Sure, but, yeah. But um, basically, once he came back from that, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Hmm. And then sort of, I think just sort of having that influence in my life and seeing the benefits that it gave like, Pa always felt, like, really proud of what he did. Hmm. And he would always be talking about it, like, oh, this is what I've done. Yeah. And he'd saw it, order, saw it. He wouldn't push it on us, but he'd always make sure that we were sort of community aware. Cool. And yeah. so I think that having that influence in my life was really beneficial. And when he did pass away, I was sort of like, okay, I want to sort of... I've seen firsthand the positive benefits that it's had on mm. myself growing yeah. up in that atmosphere, yeah. but also on the local community. And so I sought ways to continue that. Mm. And, um, yeah, at the time, like, when Pa was sort of really sick, 
I was actually in Darwin with my school, mm-hmm. um, volunteering. It was a school camp. And so we were working with AFLNT and a local primary school down in Bachelor. And we were running sports and education clinics for Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander students. Awesome. Cool. And so when he passed away, I was actually on the trip. So that was a bit unfortunate. But that mm. really hit home to me that um, this was what I wanted to keep doing mm. and that the value of volunteering and helping out people in our local community or in different states or wherever is actually really, it's a really great thing to do. And mm. I think it kind of just symbolised the importance of it and why it made me sort of realise in my head that this is what I want to keep doing. Um, just wondering, as you were growing up and as you were helping your granddad with different uh, volunteering opportunities, um, did you ever stop and ask granddad, you know, why do you, why, why do you help people? Why, why do you do this? Was there ever a moment where you had a conversation like that and what how did your granddad respond yeah so um not like specifically i'd sort of be like oh what are we doing today yeah like why are we doing this and mm. then he'd sit down and explain okay so today we're going to be ra- we're doing a sausage sizzle and we're raising money for said organization yeah and i'd be like oh, okay cool why mm. he's like oh just because it's good to help people like yeah wow we've got to give back like yeah. we're lucky we should help and i was like okay Wow, yeah. And being a little, like, seven-year-old, I was like, yeah, I can do that. That's fun. I'll, yeah. I can put, I can fry some onions. I can hand out cool. a sausage. Yeah. And so I think I was really lucky ha- being raised that way. But I think that it also, with volunteering and community engagement, I think a sense of community and having a community spirit is integral. Mm. And so what I would like to see... Can, can you um, unpack just a little bit um, for us? What, what does that look like? What, what's, a, um, what's a community spirit to you? To me, um, personally, I think a community spirit is sort of knowing what the issues are in your community Mm -hmm. and how you can influence them, but also having connections in the community. So not being isolated or shut off. That's actively Mm -hmm. sort of seeking to speak with different people in the community, um, working with different organisations and just sort of getting the vibe of what your community is like. And then also doesn't have to be all negative like i think a really important aspect is celebration Mm. and recognition of when things do go really well and sort of celebrating community spirit yeah just hearing that part of i guess having that community spirit is recognizing the successes and recognizing um do you think that's perhaps another part of society which needs uh, needs to occur more as opposed to focusing on uh all the bad things which are happening i do believe that um it's really important to not just focus on all the negative things that are happening in society. Like, I think celebrating people's accomplishments, both individually and as a group, is really important. And I think that schools are a really great place to harness this, especially for young people. So um, if someone does something good in your local school community, either like getting them up at assembly or giving them a pat on the back and making sure they feel valued is a really good way and a really pragmatic way that you can start to implement a sense of community spirit and community value. Hmm. Um, Also, like, going back to, like, the family sort of thing. Sure, yep. um, Since my pa did pass, um, just recently, um, my family sort of come together and they've been sort of organising, like, a a fundraising type thing. in relation to his cause of death. Yep. And I think that's just really great as it shows that volunteering can be a, like a family thing. Like it doesn't have to be a person going at it alone. Yeah. Like it's a good way of people sort of coming together. And I know when I volunteer, I volunteer in groups yeah. because 
I find it really beneficial being a part of the group aspect as everyone's got their own different strengths and weaknesses. And do you think, Jake, that um, community is really meant to function the way a family does um, just in a larger setting? So community um, is just really meant to be a big family. Um, Do you think that's part of, I guess, the thinking and, and mindset that should be around community work? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a sort of a lot of give and take. And I'm not sure about your family, mm. but I know my family is a lot of give and take. We don't always get along. And I know communities don't always get along. There's always opposing values. But I yeah. think the well, good thing... No community is perfect, yeah, exactly. I guess. Um, just as mm. no family's mm. perfect at the end of the day. Like, I guess we've all got, mm. you know, flaws and we all have moments and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so I think that it is really... So I think that... Yeah, community can be modelled on a family. And I think that Mm. ultimately that what some communities miss is that sense of we're all in this together, like sort of, um, to to quote High School Musical. um, And I think um, that part of that, Jake, is acknowledging that I can't do life alone mm. and that in order for me to get through life and and manage with all the kinds of things that life can can chuck you, I need people around me to encourage me, to support me, to, to mentor me. Um, and saying that we're all in this together is just such an important point. Um, and very often, because um, we've done interviews with different people about different topics before, um, about um, disability and, and mental health and how to manage manage a disability or mental health in a healthy way. Um, and time and time again, e- even with bullying, time and time again, what comes across is don't do it alone. Mm. If you've got a problem or an issue in life, you, you need to do it in community you need others to help you um you need someone you can talk to and um vent to and discuss issues with and yeah again and again it's just such a significant key factor to managing life's issues um don't do it alone so yeah that's it's an awesome point is there anything else in relation to what we're talking about that you wanted to to say jake um i just think it's really important that people know particularly young people that even though we are young and we don't have like years of experience up our sleeve, mm. that you can actually make a difference. I'm just love a, it. Keep yeah. going. Yep. Like, I'm just it's a good. seventeen year old from um, Geelong, mm. and I'm pretty proud of what I've been able to do in my two years volunteering. Like, mm. I'm a- yeah. so I guess if there was a, a word of encouragement or um, advice that you would give to any young people who are listening. Um, that would be to to believe in yourself and know that you can make a difference regardless of what um, your background is or your experience or how you feel about it. Mm. There's still things you can do and you can make a difference in in this world. Um, Will that be part of, I guess, the encouragement that you would give to um, any young people listening today, Jake? Definitely. And I think it is really important to um, know your skills. Like, for example, Mm. in one of my groups, when we're promoting... I can't use computers to save my life. Like, I don't know how to make a poster. Like, it's not my cup of tea. But we have this one kid in this group who is amazing at computers and IT. Like, he blows my awesome. mind. Awesome, yeah, cool. And he really knows what he's doing, and he's really switched on in that area. Yeah. And so he likes to look after the promotional side. So he'll make all the posters for our events. He'll make them all look pretty, mm. get all the key dates out. He even made our logo, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then... So that's his sort of area. And then my sort of area in the group is if we're doing a trivia night, I'll read out the questions because I, I like to public speak. Cool. And yeah. not everyone's comfortable doing that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it is knowing your abilities and owning it. Like before um, this guy joined the group, he was sort of like, I can use a computer. 
and then I didn't realize to what extent he could actually do it. And I'm like, yeah. you own that. You're great at IT. You're like an yeah. IT guru. You own that. <laughs> and so I think what a lot of people need to realize is just you've got your skills, own it. Like, mm-hmm. even if they're really niche or not like a common skill, own it because yeah. it's what makes you you, I guess. And that brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks heaps to Ali from Freedom Scrubs and Jake from Barwon Child Youth Family for being a part of this episode. If you felt concerned about anything you've heard tonight, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 26 38 or Lifeline on 13 11 14. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud!